basketball player's favorite basketball player, Bruce Berger of Indiana, is Ow. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal, reminding you, you can listen to us everywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. It's not just me. It is the entire staff of thenexthoops.com. We have over 100 reported pieces on women's basketball Every single month, uh, we are using the urgency that is necessary to cover this incredible sport. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. $9 a month, $72 a year, thenexthoops.com. We appreciate you making us your first listen. Uh, I have somebody here to talk to who is an OG on Lockdown Women's Basketball, Grace Berger, uh, who does it all for Indiana, was with us freshman year. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I've been talking about her game ever since. And Grace, you know, for you to be here, to be on the program once again on the eve of the season, we're grateful for your time because we know how much is going on for you. Yeah, um, I'm happy to be here. Anytime I can talk about basketball, women's basketball in particular, it's exciting. And um, like you kind of touched on, you've been a supporter of me in the program for a really, really long time. So I really appreciate that. And I'm, I'm glad to be back with you. Well, you make it easy. I mean, it, it's it's part of a program that is just so consistent, you know, year in and year out. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the routinely, you know, 23, 24, 25 wins. You look at the way in which you do it. And I, you know, I'm a stat nerd. And so I look in and I see like, you know, that you guys are defending at a level. Your defensive rating is, you know, right in the low to mid 80s every single year. You know, what is Coach Terry Moran doing that is allowing you guys on a consistent basis to be, you know, despite changes in personnel, which we're going to get into, very much the same identity year in and year out? I mean, I think she just has certain standards that she kind of lives by. And if you're going to be a part of the program, no matter who you are um, or where you might come from, you're, you're going to, um, you know, have to meet those standards. And I think that starts – um, with with the defensive end, I mean, you know, you might not always make shots. You might not always be the most talented team offensively, um, but you can always win games um, on that end and just making it tough um, on the other team. And I think that's something that really separates us. And then just um, she says it all the time, doing the work. I think she lives by that motto, and, and we've all really bought in. All the players have bought in. Um, and we have a new group this year that is really buying into that as well. And um, really just no matter what, you know, we've done in years past, no matter how far we've made it in the tournament, how much success we've had, um, you know, we're still that blue collar team um, that, that, that relies on, on the work outside of the game um, to have success. When you think about the tournament, you know, the last couple of years, it has been my opinion, and I've, I've voiced this publicly, and there were not four teams better than Indiana each of the past two years, you know, but it is so much the case of the draw you have. It's a particular afternoon. And, and I guess I wonder, you know, when you thought about the decision to come back or to go to the pros where, you know, they are drooling over the opportunity to draft you, whether it came down to a question in part of reaching the final four, was that part of your thinking? Um, absolutely. I think um, I, I set out 
Um, my freshman year, I came here, I really wanted to win championships um, and make a Final Four. And um, those seemed kind of lofty, you know, early on. Um, but now, I mean, it's something that, that we've been right on the doorstep, um, right there. Um, a few shots away, a few things go our way, and, and we're there. So, um, you know, especially with, with the tournament getting canceled the way it did my sophomore year, um, NCAA tournament has always been my dream. Final Four has always been my dream, Big Ten championship. So I think um, to, to pass up an opportunity was something that, that I wasn't going to do. I'm um, to come back and, and give it one more shot because the pros will still be there down the line. And, and don't get me wrong, obviously, I look forward to that um, if I get that opportunity. But, but I'm really just excited for, for one more shot at bringing a championship to IU. Yeah, I'm, I mean, and to my audience, I, I assume you know this, but just to point out, Grace is a six foot tall guard who can do playmaking as easily as she can crash the defensive boards. So when we talk about the WNBA, you know, it's not a hypothetical. It's a matter of when, not if. Um, but, but, you know, that challenge first, right? You have your 11th by the AP poll. Our Missy Heydrich over at the next uh, put out a top 25 as well. I have you 10th, um, one of six big 10 teams in the top 25 it does feel like i feel like there's been a little bit of a lag time on this a gap between people understanding how good the big 10 is and how good the big 10 is now do you feel as if there is a depth of talent in this conference uh that is significantly beyond even where you were when you came in as a freshman oh there's no question about it i think when i came in my freshman year um it was really maryland at the top by themselves and i think mm -hmm. Um, slowly, surely, you know, slowly and surely we've been um, chipping away and all the other teams in the Big Ten have been chipping away, trying to catch up to them. And um, obviously they're still a, a great program, but I think we we see other teams that are um, reaching that elite level status. And now we have, you know, six, seven, eight teams every year that, that are in the NCAA tournament and competing for, for Final Four. So um, I think there's no question that we're, we're, in my opinion, the best conference in the country. Um, I'll always say that, but um, to say that they've, you know, we've grown leaps and bounds since my freshman year is definitely an understatement. There was not a better conference in the country last year. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to, uh, to uh, put that message into stereo. It was very clear uh, to me as well. But I want to talk about four newcomers. Um, I want to start with three transfers. And we should talk about uh, Alyssa Geary, who's a big, who I, I had a chance to see play at Providence last year, uh, where she was a real impact player. Sarah Scalia, who was a shooter uh, extraordinaire at Minnesota coming over. And of course, Sydney Parrish coming as well. Do you think that, and, and maybe this is a hard question for you to answer, but I just wonder whether you think coach felt comfortable bringing in that much transfer talent, knowing the continuity of you being here, of Mackenzie Holmes being here. You know, there was a groundwork laid for the type of basketball that Indiana already plays. And was that a conversation you guys had about sort of the ways of integrating new talent, but, you know, people who came from different programs? Um, I mean, I think, you know, just like I, I said previously, Coach Warren's goal is to, to win championships and make a Final Four. Um, and we've fallen short of that in the past. And I think um, there's certain needs that, that we've had um, that have need to be met. And, and um, one of those is three-point shooting. And that's a, a really big thing, obviously. Um, and we got, went out and got two of the best shooters in the country. So I think um, the transfer portal was great in that sense, where historically we might not um, have used it as much. It was really great to you know kind of fill the need and um, really not lose any ground from where we were, even though we lost three of the best players in Indiana women's basketball history last year. 
Um, so I think, you know, we just saw a need and yeah, um, me and Mackenzie have been here for four or five years and I think um, we have a really good groundwork with that, but um, we knew still to compete with those top teams and really, you know, get over that hump. We needed um, a little more talent. And I think we really filled those roles nicely. Yeah. It, it, I'm fascinated to see it all come together. Of course, playing with that Ali Patberg who was there for, and, and this isn't my note. She was there for 31 years in Indiana. Is that correct? Yeah. Something like that. That sounds right to me. Yeah. I, I didn't officially seven, but um, nevertheless, you know, obviously, you know, change there. But you're right. I mean, you talk about this team from the three point line and beyond received 20.1 uh, percent of its points from beyond the arc, which was, I think, 309th in the country out of 359. So obviously, you know, there's a shift in emphasis from your game in particular. Your game is so geared around successfully, and, and we'll get into the specifics of it, of getting to the rim, getting to the free throw line where you've been uh, very effective as well. But even just finishing at the rim, is that, uh, it obviously would be a huge change in emphasis, but is there a subtle shift where you're looking to hit more threes and take more threes the way, uh, quite frankly, you had even early in your career at Indiana. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always an emphasis on that. Um, just stepping up and knocking them down. That'll obviously open up things. If we have, you know, really five players out there at all times that can make a three. Um, I think that would be really big. So I've, I've been working on that in the off season and, and just like years past, it's definitely been the main point of emphasis, but I think um, really, you know, it, having shooters like Sarah, Alyssa, and, and Sydney out on the perimeter, um, that will open things up in terms of driving a lot more for me. And then um, if teams want to, you know, stick in the paint like they have in the past, I, I kick out and, and get an easy three. So I think it just makes us harder to guard. Um, yeah, I think I'll shoot and, and make more threes this year. But um, even if, you know, we played the same way we have in the past, I think it makes us a lot harder to guard. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. I'm a small business owner. I know it well. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified job candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. I know for us over at The Next, it is so important, not just that you find somebody who is able to do the work, but somebody who fits in to the culture that we are building at thenexthoops.com. So I know it all too well. So you go ahead, add your job, and then the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game -game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts.
But we need to talk about that, that the drive and kick or the finishing at the rim, because you're right, there were not a lot of weapons from beyond the arc. And so you say, oh, well, they, they people come into the paint. They have made things very difficult for you. Get into the rim. Oh, you're efficiency at the rim must must be below average right but no of course it's not of course you were up over 70 percent finishing at the rim uh your junior year you were 68.7 percent finishing at the rim and you took even more shots there as well is it simply a question of getting stronger like how do you become the type of efficient finisher at the rim despite the fact that at six feet tall you're going up against you know people who are three four five inches taller than you when they're collapsing on you um i mean i think it's something that i've certainly had to work on and i think um i I have to give credit to to my coaches especially my position coaches um you know as assistants they've Early on, I was definitely um, not finishing on, on people that were, you know, three inches taller than me. I was I was a little softer than I am now. So I think just putting on, on muscle um, and then really watching a lot of film, seeing how I can get angles um, and get easy finishes, because I think, you know, I can use my, my size, my, my quickness and my ball handling to kind of get past people. And then if I can get an angle, um, really all you have to do is put the layup in. So um, I think it just goes back to the skill work I've done on the court with my coaches, the film work they've done with me, and then just um, working in the weight room as well. You make it sound so simple, but <laughs> it, is, it is a rare thing indeed. Uh, it does also, again, dovetail with the part of your games uh, that is most attractive to WNBA teams, right? The fact that you are able against bigger, sometimes stronger players, able to finish at the rim and I, I, I know you're a student of the game. I know you watch the game at the next level on a regular basis. Are you thinking about and have you allowed yourself to think about where you match up, how you match up when you're watching a WNBA game? I'm just wondering how often you put yourself into that as you're watching them. Yeah, I mean, um, I've always kind of done that even since I was in high school, just seeing, you know, just watching them play and kind of seeing where, you know, maybe I can improve my game to fit in better overall. And I think. Um, a really big thing for me was I, I've played with a couple, you know, last last summer, USA basketball, I played with um, a couple girls that are in the WNBA now, Ryan Howard, um, Veronica Burton, and a couple of different people like that. So um, really watching them play and, and realizing that I was able to compete with them, um, be on a team with them and win a, win a gold medal with them, I think um, kind of gives me confidence that, that um, if I, you know, get the opportunity, I can do um, – you know, hopefully the same same great things that they've been able to do. I appreciate the segue because I wanted to talk about USA basketball anyway with the opportunity to be able to represent your country is when you think about those goals, even beyond WNBA, is something like the World Cup, the Olympics, being able to be on the senior team on your radar for where you'd like your game to get to as well? And, and do you watch USA basketball with that similar idea in mind? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, that experience last summer was something that I never would have dreamt in a million years that I would have been able to do. Um, you know, obviously, I expect a lot of myself, and um, I- I'm confident in myself, but to be able to represent my country with those level of players was something really cool. So, um, you know, if I ever got the opportunity in, in any you know facet to, to get to put on that jersey again, obviously, I would love it. Um, and uh, obviously I realize I have a lot of work to do before I can get to that level. So I'm just trying to, you know, appreciate where I am at now, keep getting better. And then, um, you know, hopefully the sky's the limit. 
I do want to talk, if I can, about your rebounding skills, because I just think, again, this is something you don't you just don't see in a guard. Your assist percentage was north of 26 percent. Once again, uh, elite. Uh, you were 99th in the country, not among guards, 99th in the country in defensive rebounding. And it doesn't matter at any level. Being able to do that out of the backcourt is hugely significant. And we actually saw it. We just saw a WNBA season where that was a point of emphasis. That was something that ultimately propelled Vegas and Connecticut to the WNBA finals by having guards who can rebound. Just take me through why that is a strength of yours, why it is a point of emphasis for you, and how far back does that go for you? That feels like something is not new to your game. You know, how far back does it go in your game? Um, I mean, it goes super, super far back. I think um, something that even from a young age, um, I always really wanted to focus on, you know, I knew I wasn't the quickest, most athletic, best score um, that there was out there, but I wanted to be the most versatile player. And I think um, an easy way, especially as a guard to kind of separate yourself from, from other people is rebounding. Uh, so I think um, just, you know, having, realizing um, where the ball is going to come off, um, understanding how to read rebounds, um, getting in there for offensive rebounds, different things like that, and really just being aggressive and, and wanting the ball more than the other team. I think that's the biggest thing. So um, it started at an early age just wanting to separate myself in any way I could and pride myself on being the most versatile player on the court. So um, rebounding to me is, is, is just a toughness thing. Um, so something that I could, I could always go out there and control no matter, no matter who I was playing, how talented of people I was playing. Um, that's something I always use to kind of separate myself. And the audience needs to understand this, too. You guys as a team were 35th in the country in defensive rebounding. 35th in the country. You led the team. You led the team while you were playmaking at the same time. And so uh, I don't really have a question about that. I just find it amazing. So I did, though, tease to four newcomers. And we talked about three transfers. Um, but, you know, I would argue every bit as important, if not more important, uh, is Walnut. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Walnut was uh, a major acquisition over the summer. Can you take me through uh, Walnut's uh, recruiting process? Walnut, you know, just full disclosure as a dog, um, yep. the recruiting process and, uh, you know, what we need to know about Walnut going into this critical season for Indiana basketball. Yeah, I mean, he's he's um, the mascot, the team mascot now. So he's obviously plays plays a pretty big part. Um, but I've always been a, been a huge dog lover. Um you know, I have two dogs at home that, that I really missed. And obviously, um, for my first four years, I didn't really have a whole lot of time. But now that I'm a grad student taking a little, you know, less lesser course load, um, I, I figured that that I that I'd have time to get one. And I really wasn't planning to. But sometimes I would just look at the adoption pages just kind of for fun. And um, I saw Walnut and I, I knew there was no way um, that I could pass him up. And so I, I got him and he's been my, my best little friend. He's He's made my life a thousand times better, and I love having him. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of support up here in Bloomington. My brother's up here in Bloomington, so he'll help him, help watch him. So uh, I, I was confident I could get a dog, and I definitely the best decision I've ever made. And so does Walnut come to practice, or is Walnut more uh, staying home? Um, Walnut's a little too a little too wild right now to, to come to practice. I don't know if Coach Morin would love that, but uh, maybe at some point. Yeah, you know, freshmen obviously, you know, have to take time to work into the rotation. So that makes sense. Right, right, right. Locked on women's basketball is brought to you by Bet Online. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting the start of the upcoming women's college basketball season, not to mention NBA and NFL. Find all your latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, especially women's sports. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. <laughs> and just on the grad student side of things, what has that experience been like? You've been somebody who's been able to do it all, um, you know, to be able to kind of take a little bit um, of a breather with that. Well, you know, what are you studying and what are you looking to utilize it uh, for? You know, obviously there's so many opportunities in Indiana to do that. Yeah, um, I know I want to work in sports and, um, you know, probably most likely want to be a college coach um, mm-hmm. once my, my days of playing are over um, down the road. So I think um, I'm studying sport administration. That's two years master program. So it kind of worked out again with the extra COVID year. Um, I'm able to complete it this year. So I'll get my master's. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Just, you know, getting a, a, an undergrad degree, obviously, but also a master's degree. Um, from Indiana University, such as prestigious university, I think is something that will really set me up for, for my days um, after after playing. And that dream, is it coaching at D1 level? Is it coaching in the WNBA when you kind of close your eyes and picture it? What does that look like for you? Um, I mean, right now, just being around the college game, I love it and just seeing what my coaches do every day. So I think, um, you know, right now college, but I'd be open to pretty much pretty much any level. Well, I, I, I regret to tell you that your playing days do not seem anywhere close to over uh, with this year ahead and then the WNBA as well. But Grace Berger, it is delightful to chat with you. Um, anyone who hasn't watched you play, you know, needs to get the opportunity to do it. As as you know, I have Big Ten, Big Ten Plus, so you're on in our house all the time. So my children are seeing you as well. Um, but thank you so much for your time. All the best of luck. And um I have a feeling we'll be seeing each other, not just at the NCAA tournament, but at that final four as well. We hope so. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Howard. Locked on women's basketball, your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest story of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. And to our listeners, thank you as always for listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Uh, make sure now your second listen. Um, there is a league, um, and Grace, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called the NBA, where apparently men play basketball as well. Yeah. Fine. Once you've had your women's basketball fix for the day, sure, turn it on. That's fine. as a good second opportunity. And Locked On NBA covered half hour every single day for everything you need to know about men's basketball. Go ahead and listen. Make sure you're listening to us tomorrow. And again, six days a week, every weekday, talking about the women's basketball game in a host of different ways. Every Saturday, talking about the WNBA draft. You can be sure Grace will come up there as well. Until then, I am Howard Megdahl, wishing you a wonderful day. are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.